listening to PetLifeRadio.com. We're back with episode two. That's right, two shows. And if you go in the archives, there's even another one on signs. Because signs is one of the largest questions asked in our Facebook group. And let me invite everybody. Oh, by the way, my name is Brent Atwater. I'm the world's authority on animal life after death and pet reincarnation because I can see and talk to dead pets and spirits. And I've been researching this for about 20 years now and written a lot of books. And one of them is considered the number one world's resource on animal life after death. So, we have group members with us today that are willing to share their experiences with signs and go to our first show and listen to the signs that we had from a cockatiel and a really beautiful white cat. And then this show, we're going to be talking to another cat and to a greyhound, a beautiful little Italian greyhound. And I'll be throwing in some other information here and there. And if you even want more signs, go look under our archives. And I think it's show 23 or maybe 13. And you will see that that has more signs. But what's most important is as you listen to all of these shows, you'll find that the signs take on categories. And that's what's fascinating because the signs your pet give you are signs that you'll notice. Now, in the book, the signs start on page 107. There's a whole chapter on what kind of signs you're going to get from your pet on the other side. And the first thing everybody says, oh man, I got to be crazy. This can't be real. Hear me. You are not crazy. You are aware. You are open-minded. You are not crazy. This is real. The pet is just without a fursuit. You are not crazy. This is real. All right, Miss Frankie, we're going to let you talk about Bear and what y'all did together in your journey. And we ask each of you today, and the reason I'm saying this is so that it will give you, the listener, an idea of how we're presenting this. We want you to know that even if you don't get a sign, don't worry about it. It doesn't mean that it's shut off forever and ever. It may be just for a while. Or it may be you need to open your mind to just the thought of, well, maybe I could get a sign and to accept your pet as a living energy instead of dead fluffy. And instead of saying, oh, fluffy's in the jar over there, I had him cremated. No, that's toenails and teeth and burned fur. And that is not being disrespectful. That's what that is. It's a fursuit that you've cremated. The live living energy of fluffy is sitting right there waiting for you to ask him to come play just like in our last show finally diane said selena lay down beside me and she could feel her so asking is there's nothing wrong with it i mean your pet sitting on the other side going well what you want me to do mom ask that's something really important and i want you to share your adventures with us come on over if you have questions to our facebook group and ask your questions and we're loads of us over there to help you because we want your heart to heal and we want you to know that no you're not crazy that's the first thing everybody emails me Brent I'm sorry to write you and I think I'm going crazy but I'm getting signs from my pet well yes 
So these three shows should help you go, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, that's real. And you can be excited about the fact that your pet is sending you signs going, hey, mom, I'm okay. I love you. Let's have a word from our sponsor and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. When a beloved pet crosses the Rainbow Bridge, why not create a living memorial with a BioUrn tree? BioUrn is an affordable green burial option that grows your chosen tree. Pay tribute to your beloved companion with a circle of life memorial that blooms eternal. Your BioUrn kit comes with everything you'll need and is simple to prepare. Good for our planet, for our pets, and for the people who love them. Visit BioEarnForPets.com. B-I-O-U-R-N, the number four, P-E-T-S dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Don't you just love those sponsors? And if you know anybody out there who might want to contact us or be a sponsor of our show, have them call Mark at PetLifeRadio.com. Now, if you've got any suggestions for further shows, give me a shout out at Brent at PetLifeRadio.com. We're always looking for wonderful educational questions that we can help expand awareness and let people be educated beyond the common belief that when your pet dies, it's dead and it's over. No, 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 no. When your pet transitions from one fursuit to the other or from the old fursuit to the other side, you're dealing with a living energy forever and ever and ever. And you never lose them and you never lose contact. It just changes forms. Frankie, share with us your story about Miss Bear. Okay. Well, he was my big guy. I always called him my uh, strong and gentle essence of the house. But he transitioned February 7th of this year. And, and he was a main, wait, let me interrupt. He was a Maine Coon cat? He was a Maine Coon cat, yes. Yeah. All 21 pounds of him. <laughs> That's why he was my gentle giant, actually. He was a gentle giant. But it was an unexpected uh, transitioning. So it hit me really hard. His presence in the house was huge. He was the alpha of uh, five furry kids here. So my grief in the beginning was just overwhelming. And I have been aware of the possibility of connection, you know, with those that have transitioned and getting signs and things like that. But my grief was so huge that I didn't even think about that. I went on, actually, I went online to look for an urn and your website came up And um, I clicked onto it, and that's how I found you and all of the podcasts and the blogs and just started devouring them. And that started to change my energy, and my vibration got a bit higher. So I, I thought about starting to talk with him. Instead of crying every time I looked at his picture, I would cry and talk. Then it was, well, back up a little, two days after he passed, that night I was sleeping, and I was, I woke up. Oh, it was about three in the morning. I was awakened out of a sleep and I I could see him in my room. It was, I don't even know how to explain it. It was like black fuzz, but I could see him. It was kind of through a veil and he kept fading in and out and in and out. And I was paralyzed in bed. It's like I couldn't move. I wanted to touch him and I couldn't move. And I at that point, I thought, oh, my grief is so huge. 
I can't reach him or he can't reach me, one of the two. And I thought, I really, I, I want to change this because my belief in signs was bigger than my, I wanted my grief to be. So it was a little while after that. Actually, the first sign was I went into one of my favorite coffee shops and I always get the flavored coffee and I can't have chocolate and their flavored coffee had chocolate in it. So I looked at the other coffees there and the first one I looked at was called Strong and Gentle Bear Blend. And I just, I, I started to cry. I just started to cry. And I know the owner and she looked at me and I told her the story and I said, I need to take this label and make a copy of it. You won't believe what this means to me. So she let me. But that was my first sign and it was huge. And it happened after I just, I just allowed for the possibility of it. I was still grieving, still crying every day, but I I just had that little window of allowing for the possibility of it and asking him. I started to ask him. And it was funny that day. And then the next day I was on the internet and I saw this picture of a kitten in a boot, but the name on the boot was called Bear Paw in big, bold letters. And from then on, the signs he was giving me was either his name in print or me hearing the word bear, where I, that's not a common for people to be talking about bears or um, seeing that in print. And I just started seeing it all the time or hearing people say it. So his nickname was Chewy or Chewbacca. Maine Coons love to chew. And I have many chords as evidence from it. But I, um, I had a young boy in my office one time and he has angry birds and he said, I need to show you my angry birds. And so he brought them out. And the first one he brought out and sat on my desk, he said, this one's name is Chewbacca. I call him Chewy. He wanted to be here. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so I had to keep it together in front of the client, but my, my eyes were welling up with tears. And that was, it just kept giving me more and more, reaffirming more and more that the signs I just needed to ask and he was there. I, now what made you hesitant to ask in the beginning? I mean, because there are a lot of people out there that are listening to this. And Diane, if you're there, we'll ask you that too. What at the beginning made you hesitate to ask for signs or ask to hear from? Is it because you were you didn't want to be disappointed and have them not respond or what? I think the reality was I really didn't even know I could. Oh, okay. I, until reading reading your material and knowing, and it was such a like a moment for me. Like, well, of course you could. Why why wouldn't you even think of that? But I didn't even think I could. I thought, well, if they're going to bring me signs, they bring me signs when I'm ready. And learning different than that was a wonderful thing to learn because I thought, well, no, I can ask him. So that's they have anything I, else to do. Living in forever, they don't have anything else to do other than if they're running around a little bit that, you know, they may be a little slow in coming the first couple of times. And that's for everybody to know. When you ask, if they don't respond instantaneously, it's simply because they're in the other side living in all of there is. And they have never, never, never land time. So it's like whenever, whatever, however. And so they it's one of the things when you first start asking that's rather important to do is to do the asking. And I state this in my book under those techniques is do the asking around the same time every day. And that will teach your pet that that you are starting to ask on demand. And if you do it for about two weeks at the same time every day, you will see that after that, 
they're usually like snap your finger as they say, oh, snap, and you get the answer. So I think that's important to know that once you start that process, uh, beginning, do it for about the same time every two weeks. Even Ted Andrews in his book, uh, How to Contact Your Spirit Guides, he recommends the same time every day to your spirit guides. And obviously, your pet is heart-connected even more so than your spirit guides and is waiting there to please you and to be a part of your life. So ask and you shall receive the time frame. Well, that may be just a little, not exactly, oh, snap, but it'll get there. Then he started, I started asking more. And of course, he responded. And it was, it was every time I asked. Now, the one time, it might not have been the same day, but I got up the next morning and there was a sign there. And then he started bringing me hearts. And it reminds me of Diane. It's funny because all of my friends could tell you, I don't like the symbol of hearts. I always thought they were too cutesy. So for him to start bringing me hearts, I started joking about it like, oh, bear, you know how much mommy loves that, you know, hearts. But I grew to love hearts because he brought me um, heart rocks. I started finding them on my walks everywhere. And one day at work, we were having a meeting and I got up to shut the blinds and I looked down on the table as I was closing the blinds and there was the perfect shape of a heart made out of sunshine, the way it was coming through the blind. Oh, wow. Yes. And I just said a quiet, thank you, buddy. Thank you for being here with me as I closed the blind. Ooh, chills. Uh, Yes. And then so, he, wait a minute, i got to insert this. For those of you who got chills just like I did, if you haven't heard, chills are God bumps. It's the universe's way of confirming that what you just heard is so dead on truth. And um, I'm sure during these sign shows, you have had several God bumps occurrences. And I would sit in the minute she told that, I just got chills all over me. So remember, chills are a sign also from the universe to let you know you're not crazy. This is real. And when she you saw that, you know, that was sort of like a little light shining into your heart. Yes, yes. It was very, very warming. And then he kept bringing me hearts. I think I put on the, the Facebook page a heart-shaped mud puddle. I walked into, I was getting feed for the, the dogs and the cats. And I was thinking about him because it was my first time back into the feed store without having to buy his food. And I just said, oh, buddy, help mommy get through this. This is a little bit tough for me. If you could just be here with me. And I came out of the store and I had to walk to my car a different way. There was a car in my way. And I walked and there was this mud puddle in the perfect shape of a heart. And it stopped me in my tracks. And I just looked up and I said, thank you so much for being here. And feathers. Oh, my goodness. I go out in the morning to fill the bird feeders. And never before he transitioned did I notice feathers. But there was in my path, it didn't matter if I was walking from the garage to the feeder, from the house to the feeder, from the patio, there was a feather right in my path every morning. So, oh my gosh, he's done so many things. I was at that same little cafe for lunch. One day I went in and they give you little table markers. They have the alphabet from A to Z and they give you a marker for your table to bring your food. And I always ask Bear to be with me. Uh, If I'm thinking about him, I just ask him to be with me. And I went in and I sat down and she handed me the marker for my order. And out of the entire alphabet, I got the letter B. (laughs) I sat it on my table and I thanked him for having lunch with me. 
I want to point out, I'll let you do the songs, but I want to point out, did you notice she said, I asked him to go to lunch with me. I thanked him for having lunch with me. What she has done is she has, Frankie has shifted her thinking to bear is a living energy. And that's really important. The more you do that, the more signs you'll get. Now, tell us about the songs. The songs, both times I was in my car and on the radio and I was I asked him to ride with me because I always say well now that you can now that you know where mommy's going I mean now you can know where mommy's going you know ride along with me and I asked him to ride with me and turn the car on and turn the radio on and the song that came on was Unconditional by Katy Perry and um, I posted the words to it on Facebook but it was all about unconditional love and I thought, oh, never coincidences. And then, then one other time, I um, I did the same thing. I asked him to come for a ride with me. But this time, I asked him. I said, because of having the other experience, I said, "Do you have a song for mommy?" I said, "Let's see if there's a song." And sure enough, I turned on the radio, and the song was "I Will Love You Always Forever." Ooh. Yes. Romantic so. young boy we have there from the oh, he, he is amazing. I have a real funny one, too, is I was asking him for signs, and I live in town. Like, I live in town, and one night my dog woke me up about 2 in the morning, and I came and looked out the window where she was barking, and there was a huge black bear in my yard. And I watched it and watched it, and a long story short, I remember going to bed and asking Bear if he would come to me. I said, you know, would you come to mommy tonight? Bring me a sign, be in a dream. I'd just like to see you tonight. Well, and after that, I, I, it was funny because I laughed. I went back to bed and I said, I guess Bud Mom has to get a little more specific because bringing a live bear wasn't really what I <laughs> wanted. <laughs> but I get it. <laughs> So, oh my gosh, there's so many. I took a little, one of those little tests on Facebook and like, what cat are you? And I took the test, came up Maine Coon. Aha, uh-huh. nobody pushing your buttons on that one to make sure you had the right answers. Woo. Not at all, not at all. He has come in a couple of dreams and one time I saw his energy. I could just a flash of energy out of the corner of my eye in the room with me. I want to add to that now. If you start getting flashes out of the side of the corner of your eye, in time, you'll be able to see that energy. Work on that. Because if you can ever do it once, you can do it again. You just have to believe that you can do that. So I think that that's something that you can cultivate because they're showing you what they're doing. If you see them out of the flash of the corner of your eye, is they're saying to you, hello, I'm available in this form too. Take the time to practice the technique to learn to do it. And for those of you who haven't, you know, heard me say this, again, my book, Animal Reincarnation, teaches you how to do that. Be sure you use the protective prayer because we did do a radio show on animal communication gone wrong. And yes, you do have to watch out for things like that. And if you'll tell us the uh, last sign that you received and then we'll run over to Diane and listen what that greyhound sent. Okay. Well, actually, it was just yesterday. I was going into my office here in my home, and I don't 
allow the cats in there because I could have clients that are allergic. And so I don't allow them in there, but I walked in the door and I was just going to put something in there and turn around and I closed the door, but didn't latch it. And the door just boom popped open. Well, Bear used to stand up on his hind legs and lean against doors and push them open when he wanted to come in. And I turned around and I was ready to pick up one of my other cats and, and rush them out of there and no one was there. And I just looked around and I said, well, Bear Buddy, I said, I guess this is a room you can be in, but none of the others can. So welcome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. He can come in without his fursuit. He so certainly note, can. We're going to take a break and meet one of the cutest little greyhounds you've ever seen. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady. I travel from coast to coast to pet trade shows and consumer events to scout out what the hottest, hippest, and most unique pet products are on the planet, bringing you tips and tricks from top veterinarians, groomers, trainers on how to safely travel and live happily with your pets. The Pet Lady will be in a city near you, showing off the latest and greatest tech pet gadgets, cozy comforts, and fab gift ideas for man's and woman's best friend. You can learn more at thepetlady.net or connect socially and tweet with me at Pet Lady World. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out-in-the-world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery, or just plain, fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. Good boy. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, now we're going to hear a dog side, and we're going to share with this lovely greyhound that uh, Miss Diane owned. And tell us about your baby, and tell us the signs that you received, and what was important to you in receiving. Now, my boy, he was an Italian greyhound. I got him as a puppy. I had him for 16 and a half years. He had a wonderful life. In August, he passed away unexpectedly within a couple of hours' notice. And after he passed, I was grieving. I understood he was a 16-and-a-half-year-old boy, and I had a wonderful life with him, so I was trying to be very brave and go about minimal grieving so that I wouldn't upset my other dog that's a rescue. So my first signs came to me, I believe, while I was sleeping. I was finding myself once a week for the first three weeks, waking up at night, maybe 3 o'clock in the morning, and I would just be crying. And at first I assumed, okay, you know, you're just sad, Diane, whatever. It happened for about two weeks in a row. By the third time it had happened, I stopped and I thought to myself, what is going on? You're not waking up and laying there thinking about him. You're just waking up and you're crying. It finally at some point dawned on me, oh my gosh, I must be seeing him in my dreams. I'm not remembering it. And I'm having to say goodbye to him, and each time that happens, I must be bringing myself to a point of crying and waking up. I finally figured that out and realized, oh my, I think I have a sign from him. 
So I stopped. The, the crying stopped after three weeks. So I've calmed down now, and, you know, a few weeks have gone by, and I'm still trying to be, you know, strong. So I'm cleaning my house, which at first I didn't want to do as much because I felt like I was taking his signs of his being here. So I decided it's the day that I need to just stand up and fly right. I put my iPod on, which I like to do when I clean, and I got my vacuum, and I thought I was in a pretty good mood. It was still warm. It was probably late August, and I was vacuuming, and honestly, I did not have Petrie, who was my Italian greyhound, on my mind. I'm vacuuming away. I heard him bark. He was my dog for 16 years. I know his bark. So he Mm-hmm. kind of set me back for a moment, and I, I stood there and stopped. I looked at my other dog, and I knew it wasn't him, and I know the dogs across the street were very big dogs, and I know their bark. All of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I saw him in a fog. Oh, my God, I was so happy. I'm a firm believer in signs anyways for people, and I had not really put a whole lot of thought because of my grieving into signs from him other than the crying. I shut the vacuum off because I was just so excited. When I shut the vacuum off, I got total confirmation that I wasn't crazy because for a split moment, I thought I might be. My iPod was playing our song, his song, I should say, B.B. King and Eric Clapton riding with the king because when he was young, my husband and I always took him out. We rode in the car with him and we would say, oh, we're riding with the king, and that was his song. Oh, my, I was so happy. I couldn't believe how happy I was. I shut the vacuum off. I sat down and I smiled. And fortunately for me, I have a few close friends that are firm believers in signs as well. I stopped what I was doing, and I sent my girlfriend a text telling her, oh, my God, Petrie just sent me the most awesome signs. So at that point, now I'm happy. And I'm going about my life, and I've decided that, oh, my, I've made connection to Petrie. This is awesome. So one morning I was sitting there, and I was at my computer, and my TV is in the other room. I got another sign. It was the strangest thing. We always called him our chosen one. Anyone who knew us knew we loved all our dogs. We loved them with our lives. But he was known as the chosen one. I have a picture of him that my nephew gave me after he passed. He went to one of those places, put Petrie's picture in there, put his name on it, and underneath he had engraved the chosen one. So I'm sitting at my computer and I hear my television. And I hear, all of a sudden I hear, the chosen one has been sent back to us. I thought I was tripping at that point. I was like, what? You didn't just hear that. Someone's saying things about the chosen one. So I run to go look at the TV, but by now it's gone. At some point I went back. I went into the Burger King commercial and I was able to find the actual commercial saying the chosen one has been sent back to us. So that made me extremely happy. But one of the craziest ones that I had from him was on July 3rd of this year, he went for his last annual checkup with his vet. And at that point, because he passed quickly without a real crisis, he was just going for an annual checkup. We were riding in the car. I had him beside me. And I was singing that song that goes, I changed the words. I was saying, you're no scrub. You get lots of love. You're riding on the passenger side of your best friend's ride. Because I always called him my best friend. All the way in, I was singing that song to him. I took his picture when we got home in the car, and I posted it on Facebook. And I wrote, he's no scrub. He gets lots of love. He's riding on the passenger side of his best friend's ride. So 
I don't know, some time going by. And, of course, I talk to Petrie all the time, and he does send me signs, and some are, are very strong. I'm watching that TV show. It's a new comedy. I believe it's on, um, I don't know, CBS. It's called Selfie. So I'm sitting there watching the show, and the woman's babysitting a child, and she's really not used to it. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she jumps into that song, but she used the right words, which were, you're a scrub, you can't get no love, riding on the passenger side of your best friend's ride. I just sat there, and I thought, they don't get any stronger than this. I put you on Facebook, I wrote this down, and now in a comedy on whatever night of the week it was, out of nowhere, that one line came through for me. I was so so happy. It just confirmed everything that I knew and believed. Um, my sister actually got a sign from my boy when the day after he passed. She was on vacation. I forget where she was at the time because it was not the best time for me. But she was on vacation and she knew my boy had passed and of course she thought of him as her nephew because we love our pets. And she called me and she said, Diane, I just got a sign from Petrie. He walked by the hotel room I felt as though he were saying to me, hi, auntie, I just wanted to say goodbye. It wasn't Petrie. It was obviously another Italian greyhound. But my sister saw that as a sign from him. And another wonderful sign we got one day was it was he passed in August. It was probably now early September, and I was under a lot of turmoil. I was having a lot of computer problems. So I grabbed the cat and my other doggie, and I decided just to try to chillax a bit on the back porch. I went, I took the cat, I held him on my lap, and my little other doggie was laying on the deck, and we were just sitting there. And I live in Revere, Massachusetts, and I do not see dragonflies. It's just not something I see. I know they're in Massachusetts, but in the Revere, in the inner city, you really don't see them. I was sitting there holding my kitty on my lap, and my doggie was laying with me, and out of nowhere came a dragonfly. And I knew immediately that this has to be a sign from him. But at the time, I did not know what the meaning of a dragonfly actually was. It's changed. It up, changed, exactly, yeah. and that's what I found out. And I thought, oh, my God, this is like the most wonderful thing. And there have been other signs, some of them I can't remember, but as a, the last one I can remember was yesterday, twice. Once I found a penny coming down my stairs from my bedroom, and that's not something I normally would look for as a sign from my dog or from anyone, actually. But when I had a reading with you, you had mentioned that he would give me a sign of a penny in the street, and I actually did see it a few days later. It was an amazing thing. But I found one yesterday. Again, I was cleaning my house. I have four and a half hours worth of music on my iPod, and I shuffle the songs all the time. I was using the, the vacuum again because I'm having company over the weekend, and again, I said to my husband, I cannot get over this. There's that song again, the B.B. King riding with the King and Eric Clapton. So he is, I have always been open-minded. Honestly, until I read your book, I never really, I find signs from humans, but I had never really thought to look for them from pets. But being open-minded, quickly I was able to recognize the signs from Petrie, one with the help of your book and two with the help of my open mind. <laughs> 
Well, I think that's super, you know, some of the things that people think, they say that, you know, pennies are sent from angels. And another thing that people get are postcards in the mail. My fiance has been killed. He was killed in a car accident probably 18 years ago. And every year on my birthday and at Christmas and and Valentine's Day, he used to sail, sail. He had a particular type of boat. And every year I get a postcard addressed to Michael Welford at my address with from the sailing company at Christmas on my birthday and at Valentine's. And, you know, he's been gone 18 years and I always look up and say, thank you, Mikey. I know that you're sending that to me. So postcards or even a bouquet of flowers with special wording on it that triggers your heart's knowing, that can be signs. Catalogs can be signs where the beds, you know, are named, as I mentioned in the previous episode, where the bed, the sample bed has your pet's name on it. Or a lot of times pets will knock over their pictures if you're just crying like crazy. So when you get a feather or a penny or see a dragonfly that represents change, your pet's signs will be very clear and very distinct. And your heart and your soul will recognize them and you'll know you're not crazy. And what I'd like to do to get sort of round up and finish off this show is ask each of you ladies, what was the hardest thing to you to do to start receiving signs and the easiest thing that you realized about signs? And Leanne, we'll start with you first over there. The hardest thing about receiving signs? I can't think of anything that was hard. Should have said most challenging. Most challenging? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I wasn't one to ask for signs. I love how... Frankie would ask all the time, and I still don't do that, and I don't know why it is. I, I don't know if I don't want to impose on Jesse, <laughs> which sounds silly, but I think it was asking for the signs. So there was periods of time where I wouldn't get any signs, and I would hesitate to ask for them. So I think that I don't know why that was a challenge for me, and it still is. And also putting her picture out. It's only the last, I think the last two months. And now that I have her picture, now I talk to the picture and I see her more frequently. I'm very open with that. So that was a very hard thing for me. I think seeing her was hard and maybe asking for the signs. It just reminded me of her more. The the dreams were the easiest. I couldn't ignore them. A chance to run away then. (laughs) I didn't have a chance to run away from those. And even the very first week that she died, now we had just moved back into my family home that we've purchased from my mom. And of course, that family home, I grew up there. We all grew up there. My dad built the house. So there were many pets in that home. And the first week she died, something was walking on my bed. Now, I don't know if it was my cat from when I was a little girl because she used to sleep with me or if it was our last pet which was our dog it was it was one of the two I'm sure of it okay, but I think but you it should was, have asked you should I should have asked. asked I think I was so they will surprised. Tell you. yeah yeah I was so surprised to have that and I think that opened the door to the dreams coming because like oh I'm not alone even my family pets my childhood pets are with me in this moment but yeah and I just so many things came as I was listening to Diane's stories and Frankie's stories about symbols. We had put a, a bird ornament on our tree in honor of Jesse last Christmas. And in the spring, I was sitting there. I had not had many signs and uh, looked in the grass. What is that in the grass? It was a bird ornament in the grass wow. from the tree. So I didn't have a lot of difficulty accepting that the signs were from her. I think because I had been so open to it already. 
Wow. How about you, Miss uh, Verga? I think the hardest thing for me was believing that I would have the power to connect with her in that way. I, not considering myself a psychic person, I didn't then understand that, yes, some people are, are more attuned and it comes easier to them than others. I wasn't convinced that I could connect with Selena in that way by asking. And it, it took a while for me to learn that. And when I first started practicing, I still didn't fully believe. So I wasn't completely receptive. But the easiest thing was once the signs that I didn't ask for started to be right in my face. In your face, right? <laughs> in my face. And there were a couple of things that I didn't mention in the first show that I just thought of as others were talking to. Um, the very first thing that happened the morning after Selena transitioned was I signed on to Facebook to to express that and share that with my friends who had been so supportive and so loving during her illness. And the very first post was that of a white cat in, in a shelter. And that cat's name was Moonbeam. And Selena was named after the goddess of the full moon. And I said, this, ha this has to mean something. This has to mean, mom, I'm okay. My energy is alive and well, just as this white cat is alive and well. And one friend said, I know it's soon, but do you think you should, you should adopt this cat? And I said, I don't think that's what this is. I think it's, it's just all is well. And then when I first joined the Facebook group, one of the first posts I saw was of Lisa Newsy's white reincarnation. Yeah, man, she's come back five was, times. Was, that's a busy little cat. Hope. It was Hope, a white kitten under the Christmas tree. And of course... There was nothing I wanted more last year than a white kitten under my Christmas tree. But I took that as, as another in-my-face sign, too. And then when all the, the other signs started coming, they're just undeniable. And they, I feel like they were just thrown at me for a while until... You got it. <laughs> until I thought that, well, hey, maybe if I ask, I can receive, too. Because these were all coming without me asking. And there were also a couple of songs that just came onto the radio while I was driving very, very clearly, more clearly than any other song on those rides. And they weren't special songs for us, but the lyrics just made me cry. And I knew by the clarity of those songs that those were messages meant for me. Um, one was Willie Nelson, Moment of Forever. And I had heard this song before, but I wasn't that familiar with it. But was it wonderful for you? Was it holy as it was for me? And I'm so glad that I was close to you for a moment of forever. And it still makes me cry to say those lyrics. But the song ended the moment I pulled into my driveway that day. Mm -hmm. Okay, so <laughs> thank you so much, baby girl. So then I started asking too. And like you said, Brent, asking at the same time every day has really helped me too. A asking her at bedtime has resulted in those two feeling her movements in bed with me two nights in the past week. I think that's uh, the one of the reasons I got a sign that started me on this path was I was looking at Mike's picture after. And for those of you who are listening, uh, Mike was my fiance who was killed. That sort of started this whole process within me. And I was sitting there crying my soul out and looking at his picture and crying my soul out and looking at his picture. And he finally said to me, and I said, he said, I'm coming back. And I went, what? And I just stopped crying because it's just like, and I turned to the picture and I said, dead boyfriends don't come back. And he said, Yes, they do. And after that, on the radio was Michael Bolton's song, Time, Love, and Tenderness. And it talks about someone passing and that it takes time, love, and tenderness. And when that occurs, you get yourself a new view. 
and I knew there was something about that song that I should listen to. And I would play it again, and it kept saying, get yourself a new view. And I'm going, huh, that means something. I don't know what it means, but that means something. And that was 20 years ago, which landed me on this journey that I am now for hoping that by having shows like this and hoping by having our animal reincarnation and animal life after death books and blog and YouTube videos and everything like that, that you can come and if you just have a tiny question, it'll give yourself a new view for an option to think about. We're not asking you to convert and going, oh yeah, I got a sign, hey baby. No, we're not doing that. We're just saying, consider it. Now, Here's what's the truth. Your heart will know. And that's the most important part. How about you, Frankie? What was the hardest thing for you and the easiest? Okay, well, I think the hardest thing or the most challenging was getting through the guilt because it was so sudden and there were things that could have been done differently. But after, I think it was listening to the podcast even before I got your book and learning that we had chosen this path and that helped it in getting my vibration to the point where I could let him get through to me. So that was the most challenging part for me in the beginning. And the most rewarding? The most rewarding was once I started seeing the signs and getting the signs, I mean, the feeling that I got, there was no mistaking that it was a sign from him. So the most rewarding was getting those signs, believing it, and then remembering to ask. And every time I ask, I got one without fail. <laughs> Good without boy. Fail. So, Good boy. Yeah. So confirmation, boy. Bear was doing good. And how about you, Miss Diane? How about what Petrie doing over there? What was your biggest challenge, even though you were already a believer? I was already a believer. I think my biggest challenge was just trying to allow myself to grieve without... I always wanted to be grateful for the life that he and I had because I loved him with my heart and soul. And actually stopping and realizing that I was open-minded and that he could send me signs. I just stopped thinking. I think I just blanked out my mind when he passed. And the crying business in my sleep is what woke me up, so to speak, Yeah. to the fact that he was actually communicating with me. And I believe that the day that I saw him for the first time in the fog out of the corner of my eye while I was vacuuming, heard him bark and heard his song, that was the best because I knew then I had rounded the corner and I was able to use my open mind to actually communicate with him. I didn't always ask him for signs. I always talked to him. He loved Christmas. It sounds crazy, but everyone who knew him knew he was the dog that loved Christmas, and I was having not one of my better days, and that's when I said to him, you know, Peach, Ma's having a bad day. If there's some way you can send me a sign, and that's when I found the penny coming down the stairs, and out of my 84 songs on my iPod shuffled for the 15 minutes that I was vacuuming, Riding with the King came on. It just gave me comfort on a dark, dreary day. So I guess I, I really needed to just open my mind back up and stop my grieving, which was the hardest part. Actually, it wasn't even grieving. It was just trying not to think. And the best part is I've now made the connection. But what I've learned today is I should maybe, I talk to him all day, a lot of the day. But maybe after listening to you today, I will 
use the same time of the day and maybe we can even communicate better than we are now, although we're doing pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, sounds like you are. Now, here's the last question for each of you ladies and then we'll wrap this session up. The question is, what would be your advice to someone listening to this show today about A, receiving signs and B, believing that they are, in fact, signs from a pet so that for somebody who's a skeptic, what might you offer that help them just perhaps for a split second open their mind and have a sign from their pet and know that, no, they're not crazy. This is real. All right. Leanne, you're up first. You and Jesse. I believe it's trusting your heart and what you feel. There's a poem, I believe, that's written about when someone dies, they're the whisper in the wind. And I think it's when you have a moment where your pet comes to mind in that moment, trust in that, in that that is more than likely a sign from them that they want you to know that they're there. Diane? I would say try to relax about all of this. Try to relax. Try to suspend disbelief, if only for a moment, and entertain the idea that it, it might be a sign. Don't force yourself to proclaim that, yes, this is a sign. And you can try to thank your pet and see how that feels. Try that on and be open to the fact that there will be more. I was thinking the same lines as Leanne is to listen with your heart. It's like listening with your heart instead of in your head and don't overthink it because then your head starts questioning and taking over. So like not questioning it, just if you feel it, it, it's there, it's there because they know how to connect with you and you alone. It won't make sense to anybody else. If it makes sense to you, it was yours. Uh huh. And Diane, I have to agree with both ladies. I know that when I got those, all these signs from him, it was as though time stopped for just a split second and only for me. And it was just, it was to coin Oprah. It was like an aha moment. I knew you just know the music. You can always just feel that they're speaking directly to you. And when you do that, it just, it will bring you the comfort that you need. And I want you to thank each of you for your time today. And I want to thank each of you for sharing the good, the bad, and the celebratory of finally getting signs from your pet. And I want you to know that everybody who's out there, come on over to our Facebook group, because if you don't think it's a sign, write it down. And you will have probably 10, 20 people go, yeah, it's a sign. Yeah, it's a sign. Or they'll discuss it with you. And each of our members today who volunteered, and thank you so very, 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 much for sharing their pet stories to give you hope. We invite you to come meet them in our Facebook group and ask questions from your heart because our group is to help heal your heart and to expand awareness. And we'll be back next week with another show and we'll look forward to you sharing that with you. If you have any questions or show suggestions, you can write me at brent at petliferadio.com or I get a lot of the questions for our shows in our Facebook group. Because I'm constantly asking, is there anything anybody wants to know? And then we'll make shows out of them. And I think that the show on signs today was one of the largest questions. So this makes three shows on signs that we've done. Find the other one in the archives over there. And if you can't do that, then I invite you to my YouTube channel. We're going to be having how-to videos. And I'm going to be answering questions live on that. And you can follow us on Instagram and Pinterest and YouTube. And, oh, just everywhere. We're everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And our book, Animal Life 
life after death will help you get through this and we really feel that just for a split second if it takes the edge off your heart or doesn't make you feel crazy or lets you know I knew that's how I felt and this stuff was real then come on down and join us if not just for a split second you might want to try it to see if that instigates inside yourself what your heart already knows that love is everlasting and energy lives forever and therefore your pet's love is never ending and on that note, we say thank you. We look forward to having you join us next week. And bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>